Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time is most appropriate for you as you are tuning in. Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. I pray that you are having a wonderful day in this new year, wherever you are, whoever you may be, whatever you are doing, I am wishing you well. And I'm just so grateful for another day, another gift from the creator above, allowing me to be out here on this beautiful day enjoying the day that he has made as the bible says we should rejoice and we should be glad in it and i am rejoicing this morning out in the park right now i had to get up and make a grocery run (laughs) i went out yesterday and did some shopping And my son discovered last night when he went to get a few uh, mandarin oranges that they were pretty squishy and one was a little moldy. So we ran them back to the store. And of course, being Stephanie J, I had to pick up a few more items. But on the way back, I said, you know, it's beautiful out here. I need to just go walk for a little bit. And so I did. And then I decided to go ahead and do a short episode and just take advantage of this beautiful weather before I move on. And before I move on, let me tell you quickly where my episodes can be heard. Anchor, Spotify, Deezer, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Geo Savin, that's J I O S A A V N. And I'm probably missing one or two, but I think that's good enough. I just want to talk just for a very little bit. Um, this is an interesting topic, um, but it's common, and so many people will understand the dilemma that I'm facing. Some may not understand my feeling of joy and peace in this dilemma, despite the circumstances. So just want to talk a little bit about that. And let's see, this was about three days ago now. I came out early in the morning because I needed to run to Walmart for some things. Yes, I'm still going to Walmart in the new year. You know, that's my store. And so I had to pick up a few items. And one of those items was paint. I needed to get some paint for a project that my son, Christian, was doing. Um, his dad bought him a uh, a three-shelf like a bookcase or whatever. And it was, you know, on his job, a piece of equipment on the job. And so he cleaned it up really good, but then it had some like, you know, discoloration in it. It was white. And so, you know, I wanted to get the paint so that he could, you know, paint over it before we brought it in the house. So when I got home, And I gave him the paint, you know, the shelves where it was already, you know, on the concrete, but it was 
it was laying down and it was a plastic bag and it it was a little rainy, little dreary. And I didn't know if, you know, we would get more rain, which we did end up, you know, by the afternoon getting a little more rain. So I was sitting there for about 10 minutes debating if I was going to run back to Walmart at that point. I had some other things that I needed to do. And I was just in the kitchen and I was like, well, I can take it. And then I was going to, you know, have my husband run it back there. And then I was going to wait until a little later. And then I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, leave this out here in case it, you know, in case it rains. I had already ripped the plastic off of it and we laid it down. And so I'm really debating about it. And then at one point I just said, you know what? I just ran and picked it up. I know exactly where it is. I'll just go back and I'll, you know, exchange it and then he can go ahead and do it. And so I go back. I get into the parking lot. I'm coming up the lane uh, where I normally park my car. But the interesting thing is that instead of going in the right lane, like I've been doing often lately, I went in the left lane to turn onto the property and then you have to make like a slight right to go up, you know, where I was going for the parking spot. I noticed this Tesla in front of me. It, you know, it was turning its car on an angle. But by the time I started to approach the car, the driver pulled into the front parking spot. Now he's to the left of me now, but he pulled into the spot like that is the spot that he was parking in. And as I proceed to move forward, he starts to quickly back up. And by the time he even realizes that I'm around him, you know, I'm honking my horn and I'm trying to drive, trying to accelerate a little bit to get out of the way. He crashes into um, my driver door and it actually, you know, was a crash with impact. So needless to say, that kind of turned things that morning and you know both of us I, I think I was just kind of shocked and I, I sat there for a few minutes and then trying to open my car I realized that I couldn't open my car door and so that pretty much was the circumstance I don't want to get all into the detail because of course now as it's custom, you know, when you have a car accident, there are details, there are, you know, insurances have to be contacted and all this kind of stuff. So I'm kind of in the midst of, and I'm kind of dealing with that within uh, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, excuse me. um, My husband was there and he was there to help me, you know, with the car and everything. It was still drivable, but even now I cannot... Uh, open my car and I cannot lock uh, my door or anything. So, you know, we dealt with it. And after about 20 minutes, when everything just kind of subsided, I just started to laugh. And he's looking at me like, what is funny? He's I'm sitting in the car because I, I had to climb back in on the uh, passenger side and he's walking around and he's looking at the car And he's like, what is funny? And then at one point he started to laugh. He said, I'm looking at your car. He said, I mean, it's cool. Y'all are all right. But he said, I don't see nothing funny about this situation. I said, oh, if you only knew what's going on, then you would understand. See, 
when the new year started, I'd already come out of uh, 2022 and everything was well, you know, still just taking everything, striving, still doing, still enjoying, you know, and I knew I was coming in this new year and I even received a prophetic word from one of my, you know, my former childhood pastor. And he was like, you know, this is your year. You're blessed, but you haven't seen anything like what's about to happen. You know, he said, even that prophecy that I spoke over you all those years, it has not fully come to fruition. And God has set you up and put you in place and your children, you know, these blessings are coming. And he was speaking and I was like, yeah, you know what? I believe that. I feel it. I see how everything is lining up. And, you know, I had just read his book, um, Spiritual Alignment. And so we were just talking about alignment and everything lining up. And we were both talking about how we plan to come into the new year um, fasting and, and just doing some things. So I did that. And... You know, here I am. I'm on a, a fast. I had started it by this time. I'm going into the third day of my fast. And two days before that, I'm, you know, listening to a lot of worship music. And when I'm in the house, you know, I'm in my room. After I finish what I'm doing, I would just go up and just turn that music on and I'm opening up the word and I'm talking to God about some things and I'm writing in my journal, my beautiful gold journal that my son uh, Christian bought one of his many Christmas presents. It sits on my desk now and it has a little um, clear and gold uh, case for my pens um, to sit in like a little a pen bucket and and he bought me a little mini gold stapler so I was you know writing in my journal and then I have a new 2023 planner and I'm just sitting there planning things out and I have my poster boards for my new vision boards and I'm you know I'm taking a, a little uh, mini vision board course I'm doing all this stuff and I'm getting everything aligned and I'm speaking it and I'm expecting you know, for everything to line up in this new year and bam, three days in, <laughs> I get hit. And I knew that it was nothing but an attack and it was a plan of the enemy. And I had to laugh because I thought like Joseph said to his brothers, you know, he said, don't, don't be mad. Don't be angry or grieved. He said, you know, what you did you meant it for evil. You know, his brothers hated him and they sold him off into slavery. Many of you know that story. So I'm not even going to get into it this morning. But he told them, he said, what you meant for evil, God made it for my good. Like, look at me now. All these years later, I recognize you. You don't even recognize me. And I'm second in line commanding Egypt under Pharaoh. God put me in this place to save your lives and your little ones. So... I could laugh and rejoice, not laughing like, ha ha, it's funny. It's never funny, but I'm laughing and I'm at peace because I see in the spirit realm what is going on. The enemy meant that to be a distraction. He meant that to be an on slot an attack he meant that to knock me off balance he meant that for me to stop the path that I'm on and where I'm heading no, sorry, can't do that because I'm already like Abraham. I'm fully convinced that what God has said, he's going to perform. He's faithful. God has always been faithful. And so now here I am a few days after the accident. Yes, there are some things going on behind it, 
but I'm still um, doing everything that I was doing. But the only thing I said, oh, devil, you done made me mad. And I have a podcast titled, You Done Made Me Mad. Um, I was playing at the beginning. I don't think I said it. That is a, a song off of my son's SoundCloud that he entitled, You Done, U-D-O-N. And it's under S-M-N-S in all caps. And... um. You know, I'm like, all you're going to do is make me go harder. All you're going to do is make me trust more. All you're going to do is just fuel the passion and the fire that I needed to get where I'm headed and where I'm going. You cannot stop it. All you can do is come and kick up dust and try to delay the process, but you can't do that anymore because I'm even praising him through that. I'm still listening to the word. Before I came out this morning, I opened up and I was still reading in the book of Exodus. Just reminding myself of the difference. There's a scripture in there. I can't think of what chapter because I've read several. It says that God... Uh, after one of the plagues, I believe like the seventh or the eighth plague, where it talked about how um, the children of Israel were not being affected. They were in Goshen and everything that happened to Egypt, the Bible said it didn't affect them. Even when uh, Egypt sat in darkness for three days with no lights, it said they couldn't even see each other. It was so dark. No man left his place. But in Goshen, there was light. When they had frogs and flies and lice and all of this stuff, it did not affect Goshen. And the, the verse says, God put difference between Egypt and his people. I want you to know and understand whoever you are, whoever this is for. I don't care if it's for one, 10 or 1 million. I don't care. I will sign on and give God his glory and praise if I have one person that hears this and hopefully and prayerfully it makes a difference in your perspective it makes a difference in your paradigm and how you see things because a lot of times the enemy wants us to look at and focus on circumstances and he wants us to take our eyes off of the bigger picture Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and he began to look at the winds and the waves and the things around him. And the Bible says, beginning to sink, he cried out. Well, if he had kept his eyes on Jesus, he would have continued to walk on the water. That's what the enemy wants to do to us today. He wants to distract us. He wants to get us off balance. He wants to get us out of focus. He wants us to look at, oh man, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at my car and it's, it doesn't look pretty. I have a white um, Nissan Versa. And now my door, I had a few scratches and scrapes and a lot of this stuff, it was not even by me. I talked about on another episode, a lady came and just kind of like uh, swipe, swipe, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little tangled. She uh, side swiped my vehicle, making a right turn and not just staying in her lane. She started to move over. And before she realized it, she was right there colliding with my car. And it was kind of late 
and the lady, she was an older white lady, kind of frazzled, not old, but middle age. And she was just, when I approached the car, she's like, I know, I know, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm dealing with a handicapped child and my mother has dementia and this and that. And, that. and I had compassion on the woman. And you know what? To this day, I think about it and I laugh because it could have just been a line, but whatever. I let the lady go. I didn't get her insurance information or anything. I talked about another one. I think the episode was a car accident and a hair hairdresser or something. Uh, uh, An older African lady bumped into the back of my car when she's pulling out and I let her go. She's like, oh, you're such beautiful, beautiful, sweet, sweet girl. You know, and I said, why am I letting these people go? Nobody would let me go if I hit their car. But I did that. This time, there's no way I can let it go. I was definitely, definitely not at fault. And the interesting and the irony of this situation, this man was driving a 2020 Tesla that has equipment in it that shows him when vehicles are around him. And and he actually boasted about that to my husband and I. He said, you know, well, my vehicle is equipped with this and I, you know, so I can see what's behind me. I said, well, either it's not working or you're not focusing. I said, because I was directly behind you and you still continue to back up. And so one of the mechanics that I was talking to, he said, yeah, the downside about that. And I know because I've driven that type of car, renting, you know, the car, they have that modern technology and like everything, it's a good thing, but it also can be a not good thing because apparently, like he said, this man was relying more on the technology, but you still have to look around. You still have to check and make sure everything is clear. You cannot just look at that screen to tell you everything. Thing, you know, so anyway, it was meant to be a distraction. Well, I'm continuing on with everything, everything that I needed to do. I am not losing heart. I am not slowing down. I am not giving up. I am not discouraged. I am not crying. I am not worrying because I know my God got this. And Although it's not a good situation, Romans 8 and 38 tells me that all things work together for my good. All things. He he didn't say some things or, you know, some things, some of the time or all things, most of the time. The scripture said all things are working together for my good. It says for those who are the called according to Christ. I know that that's me. And not only am I called as my pastor was telling me when he was just giving me this word, he said, you know, even in your family, many may have heard the call. He said, many were right in my church, even as you were coming up as a child. He said, but you were the chosen one. You heard the call, but you are chosen. And so when you're chosen, you go through a lot. The Bible says, Many are called, but few are chosen because everybody doesn't want to sacrifice. Everybody doesn't want to to turn their plates down. Everybody doesn't want to fast and pray. Everybody doesn't want to walk the narrow road. Some people want to stay on the broad road, which the Bible said leads to destruction. They want to do, uh, you know, everybody else is doing it or everybody will be there or or they're going to laugh if I don't participate or I'm going to look like a fool if I sit here by myself and serve the Lord. Well, guess what? 
and it's plastered all over my house in various scriptures and messages. You know, I found all kind of things to decorate my home during COVID. Now I have um, faith pillows on my couch. I found them at Walmart. Just love them. Matches with my furniture, my carpets, everything perfectly. But I have little pictures and I have little things on my tables and I have this beautiful um, case that Christian bought me uh, I think it was last year or the year before and it has um, scriptures written all over it and one of the scriptures is a scripture that I've been proclaiming since my children were little as for me and my house we will serve the Lord I don't care what everybody's doing listen I don't even care what the enemy's doing. I don't even waste my time. I don't even focus on what he's trying to do because I've grown enough all of these years in my walk. Not perfect, but I have matured and I have grown enough and I know the word and the word is in me. I had a lady from my former church tell me we reconnected and I talked about that. Uh, her name was Gloria. We reconnected years ago, about two years ago on a prayer line out you know, that's hosted in California. And we began to talk. And as we were talking, she said, oh, yes, I remember you as a little girl. You were even on fire then. She said, honey, you are a walking Bible. You got so much word in you. And I said, oh, I like that. You know, and I never forgot that. And I think about it often. Whenever the enemy is trying to come, he's trying to attack. You know, we have to do, give you the secret. And I'm, I'm not 100% with this. So don't, don't think that I have it all together or I've arrived because I haven't and we never will on this side. But there are just some things that you go through and there are some things that you grow through. I have grown through all of the trials and the adversity. So things just do not affect me the way that they used to. And so I look at things now and I say, hmm. What are you trying to tell me here, Lord? What is it I need to do? I'm not like, oh, that devil is bothering me and he's this and that. And I came into the new year and I said I was going to do this and I'm striving to do this and I'm trying to do this. And Lord, I'm not doing this. And, and now the devil's attacking me. And now look at my car and I got to ride around or I got to park. Well, I don't really even have to drive my car because my husband has a car. He offered his car and I told him, no, I'm good, you know. It's all good. I'm going to let everything, you know, fall into place the way it needs to be. But I still have everything I need, you know, even out here walking. My legs are in perfect condition. I am blessed. You hear me? I am blessed. And so I cannot get down. I cannot be negative. And so what we have to do, what I learned a long time ago, Jesus gave us a secret when he was in the wilderness and Satan came and the Bible says the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil for 40 days. He didn't eat anything. And it says he was hungry. Jesus. Yes. Can you imagine that? Our savior for those of us that belong to him. He was hungry. 40 days. Can you imagine? 40 days and 40 nights with it said no food. I'm sure there was water there. It said no food. He was hungry. And Satan used that because see, Satan even has a picture and he knows what's in us because he studies us. So he said, this will be a good time to attack him. He said, hey, if you are the son of God, turn this stone into bread because I know you're hungry. Jesus didn't say, listen, you was there. You heard the sky open up when John the Baptist baptized me. You heard my father declaring that I was his son. 
who he was well pleased. Listen to him. This is my son. Whom he didn't go through all that. He didn't have to prove anything to the devil, which always makes me question. This is just what I think to myself. Why? And I can't say me because I don't do it anymore because I don't care about people and what they think or what they say. There's nobody that holds that kind of place or power in my life. Nobody on this earth. Nobody. So I don't sit back and worry. But, you know, I used to back in the day before I grew up in the things of the Lord. But why do people sit back and feel like they have to explain themselves? Like, uh, Ricard, um, what's his name? The Lucy show, Desi Arnaz, I forget, uh, Ricky, whatever. He used to say, Lucy, you got some explaining to do. Um, why do people feel like they have to explain everything to people? These people aren't paying your bills. They're not doing anything for you. They're not raising your children. They're not helping you. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my testimony. Um, nobody's getting my car fixed. There's nobody I can call if I needed money. And thank God I don't need money because I counted my stash yesterday morning. I looked at my bank accounts. I'm doing fine. I'm doing like the Shunammite woman said in that story. Um, it is well. All is well with me. I don't have any needs. But even when I did... My God was there to supply my needs. It didn't matter what was going on in my life. No, Jesus just stood on a word. He said three times, it is written. It is written. It is written. Everything that the devil said to him, it is written. It is written. It is written. He quoted the word. Can we learn something from that? We sure can. If Jesus did it and he overcame those temptations because the Bible tells us that he was perfect, he was sinless, but the Bible said that he was tempted in all points just like we were. Elijah was tempted. Uh, um, uh, the Bible said Elijah was a man with like passions, just like we are. Elijah was just like you, but he shut up the heavens and it didn't rain for three and a half years. There's so many clues in the Bible that tells us who we are, whose we are, what we have, what we can do, what we should do, what we couldn't do. And unfortunately, many times, and I've been guilty of this, we look to man. We want to run to our pastors. We want to call the talk show hosts. We want to go see the doctor and we want to go talk to the, the psychiatrist and all of that has its place. It's necessary, you know, but there are times when we need to do like Hezekiah did, shut himself to, you know, the Bible says that he received the death sentence. He received the death notice. The Lord told him, get your house in order. You're going to die. And first Hezekiah began to cry. And he said, you know, Lord, I've been faithful. And the prophet came in and said, you know, this is what the Lord says. Get your house in order because you're going to die. And the prophet was walking through the court. Isaiah was walking and and Hezekiah was like, you know, Lord, I've been faithful and I did this and I did this for you and I did this. How many have ever been there? I've been there crying and crying. You know what? I found out that doesn't move God. Having temper tantrums doesn't move God. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. So then the next verse says, but then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he began to worship God. And before the prophet could get out of the courtyard, the Lord said, Turn back and go tell Hezekiah that I've heard him and I will add 15 years to his life. 
I don't know about you, but I get encouraged when I hear and when I read. You can see I'm just pulling stuff out of my hat. I don't have a Bible in front of me. I'm standing next to my car that was just uh, damaged and dented in a few days ago. Getting a little cold too. I'm about to go, I'm about to get back in this car and I'm about to go. But I, I I wanted to share this this morning because it is so important coming into this new year for those of you who need this or for that one person who might need this, whoever I'm I'm doing this for. It is time to change our shift. It is time to gain a new perspective. It's time to stop letting the devil beat up on you. It's time to stop letting the devil uh, still kill and destroy in your life, in the, the lives of your children, your families, our marriages, our homes. You know, that's all he comes for. And guess what? He's very good at his job. But you know what? So is God. Not that God is employed. He's the employer. He is God. He is the supreme ruler. You know, people often misquote this. Um, they always say, you know, the opposite of the devil is God. God has no opposites. He has no rivals. There's a song that says that. He has no rivals. He has no equals. He has no matches. That was the problem from the very beginning of time. Satan, the created majestic being, the Bible talks about his beauty and his royalty. E Ezekiel 14 and I, th I think it's Ezekiel 28, 14 talks about how he was created and how he was so beautiful. And he just got so full of himself that he wanted the worship and the glory. It wasn't good enough being over the worship team. He wanted to be the pastor. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's earthly, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, he wanted the throne. He wanted to exalt himself above the Lord who made him and created him. So he kept saying, I will be like the most high. I will do this. I will exalt my throne. And God said, really? I'm about to kick your butt out of here. And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. They just dropped that boy. Dropped him like it was hot. Okay. And so that started all this mess. And that's why we're down here. It's a whole lot to that. You know, you have to pick up a Bible and really get some good teaching. Um, the Old Testament is extremely important for us, although we are new covenant believers and we are under the new covenant, which Hebrews tells us is a much better covenant than what they had in the Old Testament. But it is very important to understand even back in Genesis from the very beginning what God's plan and what his design was for us. And so Satan is fighting us just like he did in the garden, just like he did with Adam and Eve. And then Jesus tells him in, in 3 and 15 that's the real gospel where it begins when Jesus said the, when the Lord was um, pronouncing curses on, first of all, Satan, he did not curse Adam and Eve. People keep saying that he cursed them. No, he had already blessed them. He had already given them th everything. He said, cursed is the ground for your sake. Read it. Read it for yourself. Cursed is the ground for your sake. And then a few chapters later, he even lifted the curse off the ground when Noah gave sacrifice and presented offerings after he came off that ark. People, you got to read your Bibles. You can't just go around and listen to what people are telling you and take it as gospel. I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't mean this as a disrespect because I have set up under many pastors through the 
years. Hey, I, I'll be 52 this month. I've, I've been around for a minute. I've been in every kind of ministry, denominational, non-denominational, Kojic, Pentecostal. I, I visited and worshiped with AME. I've been in the African ministry. I, I visited the Lutheran church. I mean, I've seen a lot. So I know what I'm talking about. I was born and raised in the church. Okay. So I know all about it. But anyway, that's not really my focus. I'm just saying God pronounced a curse on the serpent who deceived Eve and he cursed the ground for their sake. But he still made a way because he said in three and 15, you know, you're going to bruise his heel and he, to the serpent, he said, and, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and you're going to bruise man's hill, but then man's going to crush your head. Well, Jesus did that. Jesus came to do that. That was the whole purpose of Jesus coming back. Not just so we can go to heaven because the Bible didn't say we were going to heaven. It didn't say he created uh, the heavens for us. It said the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. And then Psalms tells us through various Psalms that he created the earth and gave man dominion over it. He did that when he gave the earth to Adam to rule. Read your Bibles. Okay. So he gave us dominion. He had already blessed man. And then after the flood, he blessed man again. He did the same thing through Noah and his um, his children and their descendants. So, you know, we just got to know and understand that what God put in place here, he put in place for us to have and enjoy. And I get much pleasure and much delight when you when I go through the scriptures and I get to the book of Revelation. Uh, just a few nights ago, I had to go back and read 20 through 22 because it reminds me what's going to happen to the devil and the false beasts and the false prophet and the, all the devil's uh, minions and imps who fell with him. You know, the Bible tells us what's going to happen. He's going to be tortured for eternity in the lake burning with fire and brimstone. And those of us who make it in, who the Bible says, if we endure to the end, we shall be saved. It tells us the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, but the one who endures, the one who perseveres. The Bible says many will be the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver him from them all. So all of these things that we're going through, my car, things in our homes, our families, our marriages, our children, the job, the aches, the pains, the sickness. Paul said, this is a light affliction. He said, this is temporary um, uh, uh, up against eternity, what we're really living for. All God is doing, and I don't say that like it's a light thing because he chose for whatever reason to work through man, but all he's doing in Revelation is taking us right back to what he set up in Genesis. Go and read it. Genesis talks about the tree. Revelation talks about the tree, the tree of life. Um, Genesis talks about the Garden of Eden. Revelation talks about Eden. Everything just lines up. Genesis talks about how God put the riches, the, the oil and the waters that parted four different ways and how he put the trees in the garden. It was paradise. Well, don't you know, after all of this, that's exactly where we're going back to. So it's like God said to the devil, 
nah, 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 nah. You couldn't defeat me if you tried. I just made somebody just a little inferior, a little lower than the angels. I put my image in them. I created them in my likeness and my image to show you that you couldn't beat me. You couldn't beat me even through them. And I'm coming working through them because I gave up dominion. God chose to give up dominion to the earth, to man. It's like he's still the owner. He's the property manager. He put man here to manage his property. And that's what we're called to do. And I'm talking about a whole lot of stuff this morning. So I'm sure you can get something out of this. I don't even know why I'm going into half of this. I wasn't even intending to be on this podcast, but it's feeling good and it's sounding good to me. So I'm going to wrap it up in a very few, but God's plan is still in place. I hope you know, and I hope you understand that because even in my life, I sit here, I'm watching my beautiful team. He's on the swings and he's just enjoying this weather. And, you know, we've been having some really awesome and amazing days. I mean, it's after Christmas and this this young man is still getting gifts. You know, he's, he just got a hundred dollar gift from uh, one of his siblings on uh, two days ago. We came in and he gets uh, he broke uh, his new headphones carelessly that I just bought him for Christmas. And his dad just turned around and bought him another pair. I wasn't about to do it. But um, he got new headphones. And, you know, we're just blessed. And every day we're just talking about the goodness of the Lord. And we're getting into the word. And he's doing really well. I, I mentioned this, I think, the last episode. His book is ready for purchase. It is Roundhouse by the young, amazing author, Christian Johnson. And so there are quite a few people who are buzzing. We've been putting the word out. We're going to be doing some things. And this is only one in a series of five. So yes, the devil is mad and we're still moving on and we're still just as blessed and we're still just as happy. And I'm still just excited as as excited about all that the Lord is doing. And I know that this is my year. I know that this is my time. I know that this is my season because I have endured. I, I constantly hold God's word up. Even as I was walking around in circles, at one point, my son yelled out. He said, who are you talking to? Because it was nobody else. out. I said, I'm talking to the Lord. I was reminding him of some things. And that's what he says. Put me in remembrance of my word. He says, come now, let us reason together. And I'm like, yeah, Lord, remember you said this. And remember you told me this. And remember you said this in your word. I read Psalm 91 a few times before I walked out the door. That's my protection Psalm. I've been speaking and declaring that over my children since they were little. And even to this day, I still do it. A thousand shall fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not come nigh our dwelling. And I don't care what it is. I don't care what form it comes in. The Bible says the weapon may form, but it shall not prosper. And I don't know about you, but I hold on to those words. I hold on to the promises because the Bible tells me the promises of God are in him. Not in us, not in you, not in me, not in your pastor, not in your mama, not in your papa, not in granddad, grandmama. I don't care who it is, not in your children, not in your spouse, not in your your friends. 
The promises in him are yes and in him, amen. So if God said it, as he said in Isaiah, I'm going to close this out. He said, my words will not return unto me void. They will accomplish and do what I sent them out to do. God has made us promises. And I don't know about you, but I'm holding on. I'm going on to see what the end is going to be. I'm running like I've never ran before. And listen, I don't have time to worry about that devil because he's going to be the devil he, till, till eternity. He's always going to be. But I thank God that I know the truth. He's a defeated foe. Nothing that he does will work. It will not prosper. And so I pray blessings and peace over you and your loved ones in this new year. And I pray that you would have peace of mind in everything that you do. You be blessed until next time.